listening to the Moving Fast Tech Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Anka Corbin, today, and we have the opportunity to speak with Shaw Ma, the Vice President of Engineering at GitHub, the world's leading code hosting platform for version control and collaboration. GitHub lets you and others work together on projects from anywhere. Shaw, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me on Moving Fast Technology Podcast and sharing your thoughts today. Hi, Anka. It's great to be here, and thank you for having me on this podcast. Absolutely. I'm so excited. So, you know, the Moving Fast podcast is a free-flowing format where I'm going to ask you a handful of questions, and it's absolutely up to you where you'd like to take this. So let's get started. Sounds good. My first question is, what progressive technologies are you seeing getting a lot of traction in your industry right now? I think I see three distinct areas that are moving really fast right now. Uh, one is in the serverless computing area. So the most notable instance there is uh, Amazon AWS Lambdas. Um, I think it's gaining a lot of traction and a lot of popularity where um, having managed services and managed computing just make it super simple for people to get something spun up, test out the idea and spun down without having to worry about hosting their code somewhere or deployment or anything else. Um, and I see a lot of utilization of that in simple projects across the board. Um, the second area that I see a lot of um, fast moving pieces are in operations at scale. Um, and I think as we start growing in terms of collecting data and maturing in our data uh, analysis practices, big data practices, um, there definitely seems to be a lot of traction in operations at scale. And so companies that do that really well seems to really have an edge in terms of helping people manage compute and storage of those data. Uh, one notable instance here is Snowflake, and I've seen a lot of traction around Snowflake lately. Um, their a distinction is that they manage compute and storage separately so people can scale both sides of the um, needs separately. Um, the third area that I am seeing a lot of traction in is in DevOps and DevOps tooling. Um, and so, for example, GitHub is actually right in the middle of this. Um, I think from that perspective, people are seeing DevOps and DevOps tooling space as a potential multiplier for development speed. Um, the goal there is try to get developers to move from code um, into, on their you know, local machines into a production environment as seamlessly as possible. Um, and so, for example, the, a lot of companies are seeing this as a multiplier effect. If you can get you know, minutes reduced off of one developer um, through their feature fixes and pushing their code into production through all the different stages of building, deploying, testing, um, and eventually making it into production, then when you add up all those minutes, it makes a huge difference. And a lot of um, you know, departments heads around engineering are really making an investment in you know, helping smooth out their development lifecycle and really shortening um, the amount of time that people are spending between uh, just writing code and getting put code into production. Um, and there's a lot of technologies that are spun up across the board to help make that process as automated, as, as seamless as possible. So we're seeing things that you know, range from configuration management, like Puppet Chef Ansible, um, to things like um, CICD, um, Jenkins, Travis, and actually, um, interestingly enough, GitHub, we're right in the middle of, um, of this third area of DevOps and DevOps tooling. And we've recently 
um, launched our actions product, uh, which is now including CI/CD uh, in this process as well for continuous integration and continuous deployment. Um, and then, of course, you know, just automating from a testing perspective and rollout perspective. Um, you know, again, the, the more that the more time that we can shave off of getting people from code um, into production, uh, the better. And so those are the three areas that I'm seeing a lot of traction in these days. Mm, really, really interesting. So yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about, you know, specifically, and you mentioned a few things already, but I'd love for you to just share like what are, what are some of those big things at GitHub that are preparing you for these fast moving technology changes? What are you doing? At GitHub, we definitely feel like we're right in the middle of this whole DevOps revolution and DevOps tooling, um, you know, fast-paced moving environment. And so what that means is that we got to look at kind of how our market is changing and what people are really focused on. And so we are really looking at from you know, helping people uh, do social coding. And so it's, it's that focus on collaboration and communications. Um, how do we provide them the means to um, do pull requests, right? And so this is kind of something that we're seeing um, these days that definitely wasn't happening when I was doing development back almost 15, 20 years ago. Um, so, you know, back in the day, I think things were very much, you know, you have your software development roles um, that just focus on coding, and then you have your quality roles that focuses on testing, and then you have your operation roles um, that then focuses on managing the servers and getting things into the production environment. And those are very distinct, um, but because of the distinct roles, a lot of times you have the really long lead time when a feature is uh, defined to before something is in the consumer's hands um, because of all the different steps that um, software and code has to go through. Um, fast, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and fast forward, you know, nowadays I think it's all about um, ship to learn, um, shortening the iteration and shortening those cycles. And as a result, we're seeing a lot of the tooling in the DevOps space changing and adapting um, to fit those more agile models. Um, and, you know, GitHub is, you know, in the center of that. So as we look at kind of the companies that are using our technology, we're looking at what are the ways that we can help people move faster and more be more collaborative in this environment. And so previously, you know, you had a QA as a function to really test out um, all the code. And now you don't. There's a lot of teams, uh, especially smaller companies that are operating in a full stack model um, where the developers, they have, um, you know, a quality mentality and a DevOps mindset. Um, but a lot of times it's the same team that takes on both, um, you know, the quality aspect as well as supporting the product all the way into production, you know, responsible for their own depo deployment and, and um, production uh, support. Um, and so when you look at it from that angle, um, it makes sense to have, um, you know, more than just, you know, one pair of eyeballs looking at a code before it gets, uh, you know, merged into your master or your production branches. And so that's where, you know, a lot of the social coding aspect of GitHub comes in, where you can ask people to, you know, do a pull request. Um, they can review your code when they say, looks good to me, we merge it into the master branch. We can set up experiments on different branches, um, really run like, you know, A-B testing to test out some ideas. And so we've definitely evolved um, our product offerings, um, you know, throughout this change and how, how um, how people implement software these days. Yeah, absolutely. It almost seems like it's completely being written into the code, all the testing scripts 
from the very beginning, it's kind of almost impossible to do manually. Anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think I mentioned in the previous question you asked that, you know, recently, I think just last week, uh, we announced that now we're getting into the CICD space um, for continuous integration and deployment so that, you know, GitHub is a place you host your code, um, collaborate develop this code with uh, other collaborators but in addition to that now we can you know help you manage the entire workflow and take it all the way into production that's really interesting and and I would imagine with all of these parts I mean really there's just so many moving parts there's some really significant challenges from an engineering team leader and the teams themselves what are some specific things that are seeing as far as like what kind of pressure is this putting on the organizations such as yours that you're managing and and you know kind of others that you see out there yeah i think it all comes down to the decision making process um you know there's a lot of information that technology leaders um, are faced with today and so you're always trying to balance making the right decisions and making decisions fast. Um, you don't want to get on one hand caught in kind of this analysis paralysis state of like, there's so much information, it takes time to know what's the right decision versus like, hey, I made a decision too fast and now we have to live with the consequences, right? And so I think the way that I look at it is how, how easily is the decision reversible um, when you invest in technology? How long have those been out in the market? What are some of the other users what's currently, you know, are there open communities or open source communities that are supporting this technology? Um, and what is the adoption and investment from, you know, other organizations? This is something to be, you know, betting your business on, right? And then at the end of the day, like, you know, look at the um, level of the decision you're making and how easily it is to reverse that decision. Like if I make the wrong decision here, um, but you know, this is a pretty small scope feature and we have the ability to back out of it pretty easily. You know, at most it'll impact maybe one or two weeks of development velocity. Um, then those type of decisions you can make pretty fast. Um, but the decisions that are like, hey, you know, we're changing out our entire infrastructure and this is going to be a multi-year commitment, um, you know, by the entire department to really try to, you know, get from here to there. Like, you know, a lot of companies are going through cloud migrations, right, and so selecting the right cloud provider um, with the right manager services, with the right pricing model. Um, those are all things that are not easily reversible um, once you make that commitment and build on top of the new infrastructure. So those decisions, you want to take the time, you know, run some evaluations, run some, you know, early stage testing, just so you know what you're getting yourself into. And I think those are important. Yeah. You know, one of the things we always try to do with this Moving Fast Tech podcast as well as the meetups that we have is look at all of these from a, from multiple perspectives, right? So looking at it from the, the business teams and kind of this higher level, looking at it from the engineering leads and, you know, what kind of preparation needs to be happening and what you need to look for for your teams and then also at the developer you know kind of in the trenches too to say like how is this really impacting everyone's day-to-day -day? and so given that I mean this is sort of a tough question because there's probably just so many things that people need to stay on top of but if you can kind of summarize some of that like how do you how do people how do you think people should stay on top of this like how should they stay current how much do you commit into one direction knowing that that you know in a year it could be obsolete like how do people navigate these fast-moving technologies 
to so you know just so they're they're really employable and and super on top of it but also flexible enough to shift when they need to shift so i always find um you know, uh, meetups, local meetups and developer conferences um, to be a good source of information, especially technology that are being used. Um, So, you know, I think um, I'm lucky in the position that I'm in to be exposed to a wide range of developers and the developer community, both uh, internally, just uh, through the day-to-day interactions with developers that work on my teams, um, as well as kind of um, in the general ecosystem of GitHub. Um, and so, you know, I definitely, you know, pay attention to things that are starting to trend. Like if I hear something, hey, you know, I've never heard about, you know, Rust just, you know, six months ago, but now like, you know, every three developers, I hear this, you know, uh, language mentioned, you know, it's probably time to look into it. And so I I pick up a lot of things, I feel like through just general conversations and things like that. And if I start seeing um, something happening at a more uh, frequent um, occurrence, or if I hear things mentioned a little bit more that I haven't heard before, um, then I know that it's probably time to kind of just, you know, do some searches, uh, look into it and read about it. Um, but I think the thing to keep in mind here is that it's, um, there is a lot of technologies out there, like you said, Anka. Um, I, I think it's it's important to make sure that you're always keeping in mind the right tool for the job, right? So don't start with the tool looking for a solution, but um, start with the problem that you're trying to solve and try to find the best tool for that problem. And so, for example, um, you know, at SendGrid, uh, where I worked at previously, we were really pushing the limits of um, what we can do with certain technologies from a search perspective and from a storage perspective. Perspective. Once we introduced um, a dynamic element um, to the marketing products that we're, we're building, and so in order to pull things, you know, to automate the entire flow and make smart decisions on behalf of the customers that we support, um, we really had to push the boundaries of technology. And our existing stack just wasn't serving that purpose, and that led us to looking at um, new software and new technologies that are solving those at the scale um, and at the performance that we're looking for. And so we did kind of more of an RFP process where we um, set out a problem statement and we ran some um, tests to see which technologies worked out best um, for those very targeted and specific problems that we're trying to solve. Um, And I think in addition to that, just looking, keeping the problem that you have in mind, not even though a technology might be like really cool, um, I don't think there's always that like silver bullet of you know, this tool works for every single problem you're trying to solve. Um, so start with the problem and then really finding the, the right technology to solve that problem has been a good rule of thumb for me. Mm, that's super helpful advice. You know, one of the things you mentioned is things that you are reading and watching and you mentioned meetups and conferences and things like that. But are there any recommended media that you consume regularly or podcasts that you found super helpful or blogs that you're reading and specific conferences and trainings, or is it really much more focused on, you know, kind of whatever that solution is that you are most needing, you know, you just then focus in that or, but are there some that you are like, well, I definitely pay attention to these kind of regularly that you would like to share? Yeah, I, I really enjoy the large industry conferences and maybe this is a little bit, you know, um, different um, than, you know, uh, I think a lot of people's recommendation, but I actually really enjoy like Google IO um, and AWS reInvent. 
um, because I feel like it covers such a broad range of topics um, that you can always find and they have different tracks and I think you can always find a session um, that speaks to you. And the, the best thing is that um, a lot of those sessions are recorded. So uh, when I attend one of those conferences, I always find myself in this um, like, hey, where, where do I go? Like three of these topics all sound mm -hmm. really interesting to me. Um, but I think it's good to know that, you know, when you get go back home, you can always find the recordings of a lot of those sessions online. I think because they cover such a broad range um, of technology, um, they, you know, they're put, uh, you know, from machine learning to like storage, to compute, um, to cloud. Um, I think it's just really good um, to kind of find the track that you're interested in. But, you know, if you don't have anything specific in mind, it's also a really great way to just um, absorb all the different things that are going on and trending in the industry. And I think the other thing is that because a lot of developers, uh, it is very developer oriented. Um, so you do get down to kind of the technical context um, in a lot of these talks, not just, hey, you know, here's a te new technology or, you know, this is, um, you know, a sales pitch around a specific brand or technology. It's more like like, hey, here are real users of these systems solving real problems and hear from them how they're actually utilizing this technology to solve, um, you know, for their needs. And, and this is something that you can draw a parallel to um, in terms of what you're doing currently. Um, and so I think those are super relevant um, and directly applicable that you can say, hey, you know, I'm solving a very similar problem. So I'll either go talk to the speaker afterwards or, you know, stop, start adopting some of the tips and tricks that they picked up along the way. Right. And it's always nice to make those contacts, isn't it? So that you can always reach out and say, hey, I'm kind of curious about this. And you always know then who you can reach out to and get some more information. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, you know what, Shaw, this is awesome. Super great insights. Really, really interesting. I want to thank you very much for your candid discussion and just sharing your thoughts with us on the Moving Fast Technology podcast. It was great to have you as our guest today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being here and thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. So to our listeners, um, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast channel and join us next time for another Moving Fast Technology podcast. So you can hear from industry leaders like Shaw about the latest technology, how they're preparing their company for the future, and just some challenges to consider. Thanks for joining. Mm -hmm.